I'm Scott. Hi, I'm Terry. And we are here with Rebecca Railsbeck. She is the counselor that meets here at our church. She has office space at our church. She works with the Presbyterian Counseling Center. Uh, they meet right here at our church. It's May's Mental Health Month, so we're having some conversations about mental health, faith, life, all that kind of good stuff. But speaking kind of of life, kind of a get-to-know-you question, yesterday at our church we celebrated baccalaureate for Seabreeze, Fear the Pinch, baby. Uh, if you don't know who Seabreeze is, they're the sand crabs. Uh, and so it's baccalaureate, but it got me to thinking, uh, maybe our get to know you questions when we graduated high school for Terry, that was years yes, ago. Thank you. Thank you. And one whole uh, we, year before you, we graduated when we graduated from high school. What was your career path? Hmm. I wanted to be a doctor so badly. I, I studied microbiology and organic chemistry in college, but the Navy didn't care what you studied and they gave me a scholarship. So med school kind of went by the wayside and I joined the Navy instead, but I always dreamed of being a doctor at the time. There you go. And here I am working in a church. Um, let's see here. So I graduate. I am a mainland buccaneer. Oh. I do feel like I need to mention that since you started with Seabreeze, but it's, hey, everybody has it's, issues. It's they okay. Blue and the gold. Um, but so I graduated from mainland high school. I went to Florida Southern college in oh. Lakeland, Florida, go awesome. moccasins. I know there are some out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I started majoring in communications. I did a internship in New York city, for a summer, which was um, quite the experience. And it was awesome. And graduated with that degree. And I kind of was like, huh, this is interesting. (laughs) And then I took a few classes at Stetson, just thought I would kind of, you know, put my toes in the uh, counseling world. And I really enjoyed it. Um, So it's kind of interesting how life just kind of takes us in different places at different times. But um I don't know. I just kind of have just followed this path. So I'm excited to be here. It's uh, taken, you know, some turns, but um, yeah. And if Amy was here, she'd celebrate with you because she went to Florida Southern too. Go moccasins. I like this. All right. So when I graduated high school a year after Terry. um, (laughs) Thanks. I, uh, I I was, uh, my plan was to go, uh, I I have a degree in uh, political science and history. I was going to go into law, and I was going to be a politician. At my age I am now, I should have been a U.S. senator for the state of Florida. I would be For better, many years. I would have been better than Rubio and Scott. I promise you that, yeah, 100%. Uh, but I uh, had other plans with God, I guess, is the best way to say it. All right. Um, I, you know, one, one of the things I think it would be helpful during Mental Health Month is, uh, and I don't think we promote this enough. Uh, my doctor, my physical doctor, is always telling me, you know, get ahead of the game. You know, mm-hmm. you know, st- ha- these are tips to stay physically healthy. How are you maintaining? You know, talk about diet mm-hmm. and exercise and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, how how do we promote good mental health? I mean, I, I get going to see a counselor's good yeah. mental health, but there got to be some other helpful tips for how I maintain good mental health. Yeah, so I always tell my clients I'm really big on self-care and it it takes time and it takes effort. And a lot of times we don't even know kind of what that is or what that looks like for us. Um, So that's a a really big piece that I work on my clients with is making sure that they are taking time for themselves. I am a believer in... um, 
you know, the, the positive, like the link between physical exercise and mental health. Um, so, and again, like physical exercise might not be going out and running two miles. I'm just going out and walking. Correct. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I kind of always try and promote some kind of exercise and, and that I do with like my four-year-old clients to my 65-year-old clients. Right. So, um, I feel that that physical piece is is really important and just taking care of ourselves. And that is going to the doctor and eating right, right. right, sleeping. right. and sleeping. sleeping. Yes. Sleeping. I think yeah. sleeping is completely bypassed by so many people. They're like, yeah. I need to do more. I need to do more. I have to stay up later and do more. And oh. Yeah, so sleeping much is really important. Sleeping, yeah, especially for like, you know, well, for everyone. But well, I and notice- as we get older, like me, <clears throat> even even your quality of sleep, sometimes you have to shift your mindset about that. Like, I wake up several times, and learning to get myself to go ways to go back to sleep, mm-hmm. or ways to wake up and feel and tell myself, hey. It wasn't deep sleep that last part, but you still slept because you can sabotage all your good sleep by all day long going, oh, that last, I was awake, I was awake, I, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't sleep well. Well, you know, if you just face the day and go, you know, I slept plenty, I did good. Yeah, it's, so your day's going to be better. But sleep super important. Exercise, eat right, and sleep's good for your mental health. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to just throw in that little piece about, um, you know, the tech uh, oh, technology yeah. can be uh, rather consuming, and mm-hmm. sometimes we don't know um, that it's damaging our mental health. And, and so, really being aware and setting boundaries, and you know, I talk a lot about boundaries too, but kind of just recognizing things that might trigger our anxiety, our depression, or maybe our you know not feeling confident about who we are financially or personally or in in the workplace. Um, or there's someone always somebody better. So I, always. I think I get what you're saying about tech, but say more. Give me, give me how how is how is tech causing me to be more anxious or more? Whatever? Well, you know, I think for example, okay, so you know, as a mom of three, right, I will, uh, you know, see maybe my girlfriend's post about their beautiful birthday parties for their children. And I'm like, am I doing enough? I should have done this. Like they had this, I I need balloons. They had balloons, right? So it's like, I mean, that's just such a minor, minor example, but kind of recognizing those triggers that might um, have us uh, in, like result in like us questioning who we are, who we are as a parent or did my child have a good enough birthday party or am I doing enough, you know? And so I'm um, just being able to recognize that. And it's not always bad, but I think that, you know, when it becomes consuming to us and who we are and, you know, maybe changes the way I do things. I mean, I think that's when we have to kind of look inside and, you know, what's it really about? Right. Yeah. So, when someone else's photo makes you put yourself down, seriously. Yeah. Like, you've got to, then you have to totally rewind and step back and go, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. I've been working really hard and I'm doing the best I can. And, and if that picture makes you completely right. put yourself down, right. That's well, not well, to right. even look yeah, at I, it. I, get the, I also I totally get the comparison thing. I, I think too, sometimes with, technology or screen time using that yeah it just sucks the life out of me because i'm watching tv or i'm on the yep. screen or i'm a, and now all of a sudden two hours have right. gone by i was going to touch on that uh, maybe we maybe we missed our self-care piece maybe we didn't go exercise right, right. or yeah. maybe we didn't you know do what we are whatever we were going to do to 
help us find that balance, right? Because we were too busy, you know, yeah, watching one, the screen. Yeah, one of the things so. is, uh, that was really helpful for me when I was a younger pastor, I went to a seminar and they were talking about spiritual health, spiritual your spiritual disciplines, reading the Bible, scripture, all that kind of stuff. He's like, we never have enough time. No. Mm-hmm. That's what we said. We always say we never have enough time. And the guy goes, that, that's BS. Right, right. Because you watched, and this, this is back... No, but that's this how we back feel. back during your time, right. Carrie, back in the day. Back he's when like, Noah you know, was you, alive. You had time to watch the 30-minute episode of Seinfeld that you've seen mm-hmm. 19 times. <laughs> but you don't Soup have Nazi. 30 minutes, huh? Soup Nazi. <laughs> you watched it. So that's for me, that's the danger exactly. I have with the screen time is all of a sudden I lose time. So I, and then I can't, you can't make that up. Right. So I just, right. right. But then... I think, too, you don't have to feel guilty about relaxing sometimes. True. There's nothing wrong with relaxing. There is stuff wrong about escaping. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I I talk a lot about that, too. Is it avoidance? Uh, Brownie points. Yes. Is it avoidance? Are we avoiding something? Yes. Sometimes. Right. Sometimes. Right. Right. I don't want to think these thoughts. I don't want to think about this. Right. I'm just just going to sit right here. I almost missed tax due date. This year, because Uh-oh. I kept avoiding Uh-oh. sitting Uh-oh. down to organize Were you all that stuff. Film? No, it's just that <laughs> I couldn't face the the sorting and the. It stressed me out. It just yeah. the whole this year. It stressed yeah. me out. I don't know why. It was almost oh, almost missed it. Mm. Yeah. That would have been bad. It would have well, been a I fail. Get, I get the avoidance. I, I had a really rough week last week. Really, just a bunch of junk I'm having to deal with with stuff. Not here. Not here at First United. <laughs> Everything's wonderful at First United. But the Florida Annual Conference is screwed up beyond belief. However, Uh-oh. I'm dealing with all that. But I got home, and Saturday had more stuff going on Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon, my wife wanted to do something. I'm like, no. Yeah. I just kind of sat in front of the TV and watched a documentary on the stupid history thing that I love. Right. That the rest of the world and podcast would think was nuts. But it was, it, it just... And I think that's okay to do sometimes. Yeah, within within boundaries. I think we have to listen to what our bodies need and taking that time, certainly. Absolutely. And and no guilt. Release the guilt. Guilt free. Guilt does not help. Right. You can always get better. Where does guilt come from? Good Mm. question. Come on, Doc. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Where Where does guilt guilt come from? I don't know. You can't. This is me. I don't think you can make me feel guilty. No, no, you should. Guilt is my own. Guilt is me. We we take it on, absolutely. We take guilt on. As as one of my colleagues, Terry, would say, that's a booger I didn't need to, that's somebody else's booger I picked, right? Right? You let them put it on you. Right, you let them, like, I, I, you, I always joke about my mother-in-law, who I love my mother-in-law, but she operates completely, my mama, speaking of Mother's Day, said my mama would tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a question. It was an action item. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law goes, Scott. Because your mom what? was married to an attorney. Right. Well, man, my mother-in-law goes, Scott, would you like to take out the trash? No. Mm. So I went there. I just went, no. No. Yeah. And she goes, because she's wanting kind of, you know, for me to respond. And so sometimes guilt is them throwing something on. They want me to acknowledge this is something wrong with it. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel guilty most times. I feel regret, but I don't feel guilt. Well, and I'll tell you, I mean, I touched on this a little bit ago, but right, peeling the layers back and maybe guilt is coming from not feeling confident or 
uh, you know, really like recognizing who you are and what you have that you can provide. And so guilt sometimes can be like, well, I should have done that instead of this, right? And just not feeling confident in, in who you are and your decisions that you make. Or if deep down you're always aspiring to perfectionism and you didn't, you didn't get it, so you feel right. guilty. Right. That could be a piece of it. You don't struggle with that. I'm, str- well, I'm perfect in all ways. <laughs> it's not really a struggle. Well, and I'm kind of, you were talking about guilt. My brain went to shame. Oh, there's no shame in the truth. I always tell my children that because uh, I, I, this is my definition to them, not yours. Mine. Mm-hmm. Mine is there's no shame in the truth because if you have admitted it and you're working to get better at it, then you don't have to be ashamed of it. That if you're okay, ignoring it that. and you're, and you're not facing it, then sure. Take on some shame, but if, if, well, don't take it on. I don't know. I'm not going to advocate that part, but that's just what I say. Like, I don't have to be ashamed of telling the truth of, of, of an area where I messed up yeah. and I have admitted it and I am working and here's the steps I'm working to get better at it, mm-hmm. whether it's me or my children. So you're saying it's hard to be, have shame if you let light in, if you're, if you, shame, shame in the light. I don't know. I just, I don't have problems admitting where I'm screwed up. Usually. I, I don't. I, don't. Right. I, I think I'd rather tell the truth and say, I've totally screwed yeah. that up. I'm sorry. Maybe, I mean, my late husband and I, we, we said I'm, he was really great at saying, I'm sorry all the, often. And it wasn't that he was sorry for what he did, but more that he was sorry that it affected me or hurt my feelings or whatever. And it was a starting point. Maybe I got it from him. I yeah. don't know. I'm just laughing. I always, my, my thing is, I'm sorry you feel that way, which is not me feeling sorry. That's your fault for feeling that way. So I'm just thinking. Well, then you need to add in, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. I didn't make you feel that way. You chose to take it on yourself. Ooh. There's a little bit of both. 